0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: We welcome in our guy, Jill Gallant from FTN Bets. Jill, how you doing, man? How you been?
0: Ryan, man, it's always good to be on with you, man. How you doing?
1: I am I doing good.
0: Football, just trying to grind it in with some basketball, right?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I miss football. I love hoops, don't get me wrong. Like. Obviously, love March Madness, love the NBA, but uh, I can't wait for the playoffs. I mean, next week I'll be much more excited. Like once we hit the conference tournaments, not that I don't love the mid majors and whatnot and Arch Madness, but uh, excited for some conference tournaments, March Madness, and then the NBA playoffs. What do you like tonight? Any props or any plays uh, before we get into things?
0: Yeah, right now I'm uh, I'm knee deep in props right now. I've I've got. Uh a few and you probably know me i'm more of a plus money guy the yep. way that i bet so um i'm always looking at the three-point props i'm always looking at guys that where i can take advantage of the one and a half line or the two and a half line to get on the over uh so right now i'm, I'm sweating out tyrese halliburton over two and a half uh three-pointers at plus 155 uh joelle and Meade over one and a half three-pointers at uh, plus 135 and then I added in. Uh, I didn't know if Quentin was going to be on the show today, but I figured I'd just let him know that I've been on his boy Rui Hachimura uh, with the Wizards to have two threes tonight uh, against the Hawks.
1: Break down. Why'd you go with? Uh, why'd you go with Rui in that one? I saw that you posted that on Twitter, but I was stuck in traffic, mm-hmm. and so I didn't really read the uh, reasoning. Why'd you go with Rui tonight?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's just more of the fact that he's just, when he's shooting from three, it's uncanny his ability like i thought for myself of the way that he played he was more of kind of like two-way swing man maybe three and d you know maybe like a 40 percent shooter since the start of february 11 games man he has shot 63 percent from behind the three point arc uh like it's about two and a half attempts per game uh playing against a hawks team that allowed the celtics for example last night to shoot over 53 percent from three point range uh i just thought i mean it was at plus 195 I was like okay so when he comes into the game, he only plays like 25 minutes. Nearly 50% of his shot attempts are coming from behind the arc. So with Rui, I was just like, you know what? At plus one, at uh, over one and a half, at plus 195, I'm going to take a swing on that because the 63% is just too hard to ignore.
1: Yeah, you know what? And like tonight, like I played Isaiah Jackson over 10 and a half points. And like, that's what I like tend to do the second half of the season is I look at teams. Well, obviously like teams that are motivated. So like right now, like PRAs with James Harden and obviously points with Embiid, who's trying to win an MVP or Jokic, at you. Actually some breaking news is uh, questionable tonight with an illness in that game. Uh, but like, I look at teams obviously that are motivated and then also tanking teams that are playing some of their younger guys, like an Isaiah Jackson, if I could like find like, you know, like a discounted price or 10 and a half points when he just is coming off a game where he had 16 points and five boards, What's your process like the second half of the season, like when we have like 20, 15, 10 games left and we have tanking teams, we have teams where it's like using load management or they've already, you know, locked up their seating. Uh, What's your process like, like betting props?
0: Sure. Yeah. One of the things I try to do, Ryan, is obviously I try to take that stuff out of the equation as much as I can, Uh, especially like the middling teams where you can't really get a feel of whether or not they're going for it or if they're just you know, pulling the shoot and calling it a season and trying to plug in all their young guys or, you know, first or second round picks. So um, when it comes to uh, me, I'm just always trying to find advantages like uh, like a team like Indiana. They really don't have a ton to play for this year at this stage, but right. guys like Malcolm Brogdon and Tyrese Halliburton are still trying fairly hard at this stage of their season, um, mainly just for some incentive as well for contracts. But like Tyrese Halliburton, for example, he's at three threes in six of eight games since joining the Pacers so you know to be able to get a plus money on over on a prop like that where he's probably got the green light because just by default he's probably the best player on the team uh you know that's kind of the way the times what I'm trying to find is and I try to circle these types of matchups like or just teams like you know what I mean just kind of fading teams like if you know like the way that you would bet uh, touchdown scores during the season where you would always bet on the tight end where a, a team that they allowed the most touchdowns to tight ends kind of thing. That's kind of how I've been treating three-point props this season. It's been very profitable.
1: Uh, as far as the futures market, I think a lot's changed since the last time we've had you on because now James Harden's in Philadelphia, Ben Simmons mm-hmm. is in uh, you know Brooklyn, although he's not suiting up right now. Uh, we look at the futures market, and right now, like I'm actually kind of surprised to see the Warriors still sitting there plus four fifty with all their struggles. We don't know what Draymond's gonna look like when he comes back because he's dealing with a back injury. They need him, especially well, obviously for defense. Yes, they do. And then the Suns are plus four fifty. You know, the Nets are plus six hundred. The Nets have a the Nets are plus six hundred, Phillies plus six fifty. They've won all three games since Harden's been there. Granted, two of them have been against the Knicks, one against the Timberwolves. Any value you see in the futures market right now?
0: Yeah, I think really it's just the Sixers at this point because yeah. uh, you you know that they're going to get bet down more if they keep going on this pace and start winning more. Um, and I think they have the talent to do it. You look at their schedule. It's not as difficult as you would think uh, playing in the East. But the one thing about I find the Eastern Conference, especially um, it's difficult to pick a team to come out of that conference right now, just because I feel like it depends on who they match up with. Um, like, I feel like the Nets and Bucks would be a good matchup, but I'm not sure if. The Bucks could beat the Sixers at this stage right now, just with the way the Bucks are playing and their defense has been in the second half of the season. And just the Nets, I feel like, is such a wild card. I find it to be difficult. Whereas I feel like in the West, you got a pretty good feel of who I think are the two best teams. I think obviously it's Phoenix, and I think it's Memphis. Yeah, I think those are the two best teams right now in the Western Conference. Whereas I don't know if you could firmly say who are the two best teams in the East. And I mean, we didn't even talk about Miami, right. who is, has the best record in the Eastern Conference right now. So, um, but I do have a pretty good feel right now. Uh, on some value on a defensive player of the year prop, I think on um, the nice. futures market on that, I, and it's been mainly brewing with me over the last few games. But I think, man, I think people we should start looking at Joel Embiid for defensive player of the year. And I and I'm not really this isn't a hot take, like you know what I mean. I think Joel Embiid is a great defensive player, but but I think what we get kind of lost in is we just look at what Rudy Gobert has done. You know, obviously the rebounding and and uh, and the block shots. Um, but there's more obviously to the defensive side of that, and I think there's going to be some voter fatigue this year with him winning so many times. Yeah, like Joel Embiid is like one of seven players to average a block and and over one steal per game. He's top ten in rebounds, top ten in blocks. Philly is top five in a lot of defensive metrics. You know they're they're just like a stone throw away from getting the one seed if they you know if they finish the season the way. It, and then not only that, you could argue that if they bring a kind of a negative defensive player like James Harden and the defense maintains, that's gotta be credit to Joel Embiid. So uh, I see him right now at plus 2,500 to win defensive player of the year. I think that's a solid bet at this stage because I'm really thinking that there's going to be some voter fatigue with Rudy Gobert this year. And I'm not buying, you know, Draymond or, you know, even Jaron Jackson for that matter.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with Rudy Gobert. And I was talking about this a couple weeks back and, you know, with Draymond being injured and then with Giannis, I mean, I, you know, he's won it before. So maybe there's some voter fatigue there. But I'm glad that you went there because
2: let tend dental make your dream smile a reality.
1: Now I am going to ask about the regular season MVP because if I feel like, okay, so if MB does end up winning defensive player of the year, I don't know that he's going to win both. So do you see any value? Now, Jokic is plus 300, but he just won it last year. Giannis is plus 550, but he's already won it twice. So I'm just looking at two guys. The guy that I played, John Morant, who's all the way down to 11 to 1 right now, plus 1,100. I know DeMar DeRozan's getting a bunch of hype, plus 1,200. But what about Luca, who's still thirty to one right now? Like, look at the Mavs. What are they nine and three in their last twelve games? Something like that. They're the best defensive team in the league right now. They've been much better offensively. Uh, weirdly enough, since trading KP away, um, what do you think about Luca? No go? Just Embiid or nothing?
0: No, I think I'm just jaded by Luca because uh, the past two seasons uh, he's opened as the favorite yeah. for MVP, and he always just seems to kind of come into the season dragging a little bit. You know, maybe uh, just a you know, shape or and. Uh, but then like he still puts up insane numbers, but then the Mavs just never win like maybe, maybe more than 50 games. And that and that's kind of been the difficulty of the thing of holding him back is that um, he's just by himself. So it's clearly he's going to rack up the stats and they rack up the wins. Um, I don't know how much of a credit I want to give that to Jason Kidd and just the system, or if that's just the team just putting the right pieces around them and maybe getting rid of Kristaps uh, But for me, I think Luca, I think he's just going to fall short because I think there's still pretty much a big love affair right now with Nikola Jokic. And there is this outside possibility that if Jamal Murray was to come back yep. and then they still kind of vault up, you know, get a better seed or whatever in the Western Conference, that could be an issue uh, for a Luka Doncic bet. But, I mean, Giannis won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP the same year. It's not really that insane to me that I think MB could do it, especially if Philly just takes off and they go like 18-1 and one in the final 21 games or something.
1: Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. And I feel, man, I'm rooting... Obviously, I'm rooting for Ja because I have the ticket. But the only like the, well, yeah. the, the, thing, the thing with Ja is he's just so flashy, man. Like he's the new, like a couple years ago, it was like Steph Curry. You know, everybody was walking around in Steph Curry jerseys. Now it's Ja because every time you watch him, he's the best in-game dunker, unless you go Miles Bridges. He's just so damn exciting. Uh, let me ask you just one more question, really quickly, as far as value in the futures market, because you just brought up the nuggets. Great point with potentially Jamal Murray coming back, Michael Porter Jr. coming back, and Jokic playing out of his mind right now. They're still 30 to one to win it all. Better value pick, the Nuggets in the West at 30 to 1, or Boston, 18 to 1 in the East, also on fire, the number two defensive team in the league, and a team who uh, just beat Memphis last night and kind of shut down Job ja the first three quarters of that game. I, I, this is
0: going to sound haterish, and I'm really trying not to be a Celtics hater, but th- no, the, the, I think the defensive numbers are a bit of a mirage. Uh, like, I think they obviously, they, they've they taken care of business. Like, they beat Memphis, obviously, just uh, last night or the night before. But the point is, is that I, I just think it's too much of a gauntlet to get out of the East to fully trust that. Whereas I feel like the Nuggets, they're already pretty solid in a spot where they could probably win a first-round matchup, even just with that roster that they have. Um, and then if you add in those two stars, Um, you know, it only obviously puts them upward. So I think the value is there, especially when you can get them right now at 14 to one, for example, just to win the West.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Anything that you like this weekend, man, in the NBA, UFC, college basketball, props, anything that you're looking at?
0: Probably I'm just gonna I, I wouldn't recommend putting big money on this. I'm probably gonna take Masvidal by knockout or something like Same. that, just to kind of get the juices flowing with my buddies and drink on Saturday night or something. But for the most part, the weekends I just kind of strictly try to stay, stay with the NBA bets and they're gonna be all on my Twitter account. You'll be able to follow up there or even check out my bets at ftmbets.com.
1: Absolutely. Check out Jilly's at G Dog five thousand on Twitter as well. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck.
0: Cheers, Ryan. Have a good night.
1: That's my guy right there, Jill Gallant. Again, he joined us on the Roman guest line as well as the Roman video line where you got to see his beautiful face, and he does tremendous work. I always go on his shows, Touchdown Town, which I miss because, you know, Touchdown Town, that would mean it's still football season. Also, Dog Day Afternoon. He's on the FTN Network. Give them a follow. Give him, him a follow as well. GDog5000.